What is good, guys? How we doing? Thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of Brian Carter 99849 49ers podcast. Uh, if there's any new listeners, thank you very much. I appreciate you. As of this date, we have grown from zero listeners to roughly 20 to 30. So <laughs> it's very exciting seeing that number slowly tick up. But anyways, we're here to talk about the Bengals. So uh, here I sit on a Friday night drinking an Irish death, which is a damn good beer. And I just watched the last three Bengals games. Just quick watches. You know, I'd got the uh, game pass on, do that like condensed, like 40 minute version. So I just watched the last three games and I wanted to come in and give some thoughts. What I saw, uh, their strengths, their weaknesses, keys to the game. And basically what we can expect. So it's pretty interesting. So I guess first off, I guess I'll just start off straight up with the injuries. So as far as the injuries go, let me pull this up. So with the Niners, uh, we are going to be without a couple key guys. So the main ones, we're going to be missing Trenton Cannon, which sucks. He had that really bad concussion last game. We will be without. Uh, we will also be without Elijah Mitchell, our number one running back. This is a this is a big deal. We're also going to be missing Emmanuel Mosley, our number one corner. He's likely going to go on IR with the high ankle sprain. Uh, Dre Greenlaw is also out, and also Maurice Hurst. Uh, but we weren't expecting Maurice Hurst to be back. Uh, Drew Greenlaw sucks, but we will be getting Fred Warner back. He is full go, so that is good. Questionable is Debo. So Debo's questionable. He's not out. And honestly, questionable is better than doubtful. So there is a chance that Debo plays. My guess is it's a game-time decision. Uh, But hopefully we have Debo. uh, Because we know how much of an impact Debo can have. And the other questionable is Dante Johnson. Uh, He has a personal thing going on, so he may or may not be available. So it doesn't really sound great to say this, but uh, I, I, at this point, I would like to have Dante Johnson available for the game (laughs) just because we are so thin at corner. And uh, as we'll get into this, uh, Cincinnati has a passing game. So as far as Cincinnati's injuries goes, uh, rookie Chris Evans, running back, he is out. Also, linebacker Logan Wilson is out. So, you know, missing a linebacker, one of their rotational guys. Doubtful, linebacker Marcus Bailey, he is doubtful. Uh, Tyler Shelvin, if I remember correctly, he's also a rookie. Uh, So they are doubtful. And then questionable is their corner, Chidobi Awuzie. Wide receiver T. Higgins and Joe Mixon. I expect all three of them to play. Um, I'd be surprised if they didn't. And what's interesting is that they don't have Joe Burrow listed on the uh, injury report at all, even though he was dealing with a 
pinky injury. I don't remember the exact injury. It was either like a broken pinky finger or a dislocated pinky finger or a pinky strain. Either way, though, his pinky finger was injured and he didn't practice until it sounds like Friday this week. Uh, so that'll be kind of one of the things that we mentioned about. So anyways, big thing is that we are missing a couple of really big guys. Uh, you know, not having Elijah Mitchell, not having Mosley, not having Greenlaw. Those, those are, uh, those are big deals, you know, because they are key contributors on the team. So anyways, uh, what did I see watching the games? So, uh, like I mentioned, I watched the last three games. So there was the game where they played the Chargers. And they ended up losing to the Chargers last week. And the things that I saw in this game were kind of the same tendencies that I saw throughout the other two games as well. And the main things being is that their defense seems like an okay defense. Um, it doesn't seem like a great defense. They have an okay defensive line. They're okay stopping the run. They're okay rushing the passer. Um, they, the big thing is turnovers and the passing game. Those are the two big things that I noticed. So as far as turnovers, I say this because it's on both sides of the ball. So Joe Burrow, you probably heard, he is currently leading the NFL in interceptions right now. He's thrown 14 interceptions throughout uh, 12 games. So he leads the NFL in interceptions. Uh, however, his defense also forces a lot of turnovers as well. So in that game, there was multiple uh, interceptions by the Bengals defense. I believe there was also a forced fumble. And this was something that I saw throughout watching these past three games is Joe Burrow, he will air the ball out and he does throw the occasional interception. However, their defense also forces turnovers uh, to the fact where their turnover margin is basically league average. Uh, I was looking it up because I think turnovers honestly are going to be one of the key factors in this game. And they, on the season, are at minus two. The 49ers are currently at minus four. So we are very, very closely ranked. If I remember correctly, I think they were ranked like 16th or 18th, and we were ranked like 24th. So we're ranked right around the like eighth from the worst, and they're just, they're pretty close to us. It's only a two difference between the two of us. So Joe Burrow likes to throw, Joe Burrow does throw interceptions, uh, but their defense also likes to force turnovers. I wouldn't necessarily say that they have a good defense. I would say that they are a, I'm trying to figure out the best way to put this. So their defensive line is solid, but I would say it's more of an aggressive defense meaning that they are willing to force turnovers, uh, jump routes, things like that, uh, be opportunistic. But that also means that they are susceptible to the big play. And that was what I did see, especially in the Chargers game. Uh, I mean, the Chargers put up like 40 points on them. 
and we've seen what Justin Herbert can do when he's in the zone and he aired it out and sometimes they took advantage of it and sometimes they didn't. So those were the main things that kind of started to stand out. So turnovers on both sides, again, Joe Burrow throwing a couple interceptions, the defensive backs forcing turnovers via forced fumbles as well as interceptions. Now, as far as the passing game goes, I did put down that they pass to run. And what I mean by that is that their run game is not a very good run game. Joe Mick, Joe Mixon is a good running back. He is a good running back. He's having a good year. Uh, he is, like I mentioned, questionable, doubtful. So who knows whether or not he's going to play. Uh, but he's a good running back. However, their offensive line is not that good. They're not all that great in pass protecting. Joe Burrow's taken a lot of sacks. And when he gets all that pressure, that's one of the reasons why he throws a lot of interceptions is because the offensive line is not great at pass protecting and they like to throw a lot. And they also aren't very good in the run game. They don't get very much push from the offensive line. So I do think this is going to be very much a trench battle. If we can win on the line, I think that'll that'll play a very significant impact in this game. So... Yeah, they they I put their offensive line was a weakness. That was one of the things that I noted down. Now their receiving core and their quarterback though, pretty good. Uh, Joe Burrow, honestly, watching him, he impressed me. They regularly ask him to dial it up and make intermediate throws, deep throws, short throws, throws to every area of the field. And the kid can play like he's good. Uh, last year, he was a rookie. He was selected first overall. He had a pretty good rookie season. He ended up tearing his ACL uh, late last year, came back this year, and he looks really good. Uh, he's got He's got a good arm, nice touch on the ball, good accuracy. He usually makes good decisions. Again, he's had some turnovers, but he's also throwing the ball a lot. Uh, I think I remember reading somewhere that his interception rate is somewhere around 3% or turnover-worthy throw rate is somewhere around uh, 3%, which is not super high. Uh, It's not particularly low, but... I think, honestly, part of the reason why his interceptions are so high this season is just because of bad luck. It's not necessarily that he's that bad. And here's what I mean by this, is that sometimes, like, Jimmy Garoppolo, the two interceptions that he had last week were just straight up retarded. Like, he threw them directly at the linebacker's face. Like, he he tried, he basically didn't see Bobby Wagner threw it directly to him. The interception by Quandre Diggs, he overthrew Kittle into Quandre Diggs's chest. That's not necessarily all of Joe Burrow's interceptions. There was at least one interception that I saw where it was a deep streak, like a, a deep go route or whatever. Uh, I think this was last week's game. He had a deep pass to... Uh, Jamar Chase, their first round rookie wide receiver, who, by the way, looks awesome. And 
he tried to catch it like 30 or 40 yards downfield and he just bobbled it a little bit. And then the defensive back who had who he'd beat ended up catching it and getting the interception. It was a perfect ball by Joe Burrow, but the receiver bobbled it and then the corner was able to catch it. And that's what I mean by bad luck. Also, just the fact that they throw the ball so often. So if we were asking Jimmy to throw the ball as often as Joe Burrow throws the ball, Jimmy would probably also have, you know, 15 interceptions also. However, we don't because we have a run game. So, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. But basically what I'm getting at here is that Joe Burrow has been known to throw interceptions, but he's he's been playing quarterback very well. Like, he's distributing the ball. He has pretty good ball placement, accuracy, good decision-making, all that stuff. It's just when he has thrown it, it's been intercepted occasionally. So, yeah, Joe Burrow's good. And they also have three really good wide receivers. Like Jamar Chase, who they picked uh, first round this year as a rookie, I forget exactly what uh oh <laughs> cats really okay my cat's attacking my toe uh, <laughs> um so Jamar Chase their rookie wide receiver he's really good they've also got T Higgins who they drafted last year I believe in the second round just big physical kid I think he's like six foot four uh, or so just. Tall, long, big, physical, able to go get those jump balls, box people out. He's really good. And then their number three wide receiver, Tyler Boyd, he's been a solid wide receiver for a couple of years now. So they have three legitimate wide receivers and a quarterback who's able to distribute the ball, understand the offense, and in general make good decisions. So they definitely lean on the pass game. Uh, as far as their defense goes, I put down that their defense plays fast and they hit aggressively. Again, I wouldn't necessarily say that they're a great defense, but you can tell that they have the right kind of attitude. Like they are, they are going for the hit. They're swarming to the ball. They're trying to force those fumbles, those turnovers. And if it weren't for Joe Burrow throwing all the interceptions, they'd be a, they'd have a very good turnover margin. Again, Joe Burrow's thrown 14 interceptions, and they're only negative two on the year. If he had a little bit better turnover luck, then maybe they would have like a plus five turnover ratio or turnover margin. So um, that was the Chargers game. The other game. The other games that I watched, I watched the Steelers game and what showed up most on the Steelers game was pretty much the the Steelers offense is terrible, just absolutely terrible. Uh, I have no idea how the Steelers have won a single game this year. Their offense is horrible and uh, Ben Roethlisberger looks like he should have retired a year ago. He just doesn't have an arm anymore. He can barely throw it, and he can't move anyways. And he's not strong enough to just shrug off those tackles. So, yeah, just it wasn't good. However, 
the Bengals put up basically 40 points in the first three quarters against the Steelers and then played their backups for almost the entire fourth quarter. So the fact that they were able to put up 40 points on the Steelers and only allow 10 points, that, that does show you what this team is capable of. Now versus the Raiders, it was a it was a closer game. Um, one thing that had showed up a couple times is there were, again, the turnovers. There was, they definitely won a couple of their games because of turnovers. Uh, I remember versus the Raiders, there was a pick six. There was another interception at the end of the game. Uh, versus the Chargers, there was at least one interception. Versus the Steelers, there was at least one interception. So they are getting the ball, and they're turning it into points. So that's the Bengals. Uh, other than that, their offense, again, it's primarily a passing offense, and they don't typically do a whole lot of power running or anything like that. It's usually more of a spread offense where you spread things out and then you're able to run out of a lighter box. Uh, so, you know, you get your receivers and everything all spread out. And then because there's less men in the box and it's lighter, it's easier running for the running backs. Uh, versus what we deal with, we have a lot more intricate of a run game. But we also typically run into, you know, seven, eight-man boxes. But we could, but because we have the scheme, we're able to win on the scheme side of things. So, uh, a few keys to the game. I have, there's a couple areas of opportunity, and I also have a couple concerns for this game. So, I would say probably... There's a few factors, so I'm just going to kind of go through them. So number one is turnovers, obviously. Um, like I mentioned last game, we don't necessarily need to win the turnover battle, but we can't lose it. It seems simple, but you know, basically we're dealing with an offense that can score points. We know that we can score points. We're dealing with an offense that forces turnovers. We have a good or a, a defense that forces turnovers. We know that we have a good defense. So, and when you look at records, playoff standings, we're basically both two teams that are in the wild card hunt, and we're currently ranked sixth and seventh in terms of playoff rankings. So, the Niners and the Bengals do match up very similarly in a lot of ways, just in terms of the quality of team that they are. So turnovers are going to be key. Part of that, I think, is that we need a bounce back game from Jimmy. So I'm kind of, uh, <laughs> it might sound kind of silly, but I'm kind of hoping for a, uh, what do you call that? A, uh, a return to average, if that makes sense. So we've seen... Jimmy Garoppolo have a really, really bad first couple games of the season. Then he swung back more towards the good side and he had about a month of really good football or, you know, you could say good to great football or at the very least above average football. 
And then last week, he was just very inconsistent in the sense that we moved the ball, but he also had two just really, really dumb turnovers. So I'm really hoping that this week we have a bounce back week from Jimmy Garoppolo. And I don't think that's crazy because for some reason, like that is a totally Jimmy Garoppolo thing to do is that Jimmy Garoppolo, like always, if he goes out there and he makes a dumb mistake, he will, for some reason, on the next drive, be 100% clutch, drive you down the field for a touchdown scoring drive. Well, I'm hoping for the same thing this week, where last week, Jimmy had an okay, he did he did good moving the ball downfield, but he also had two really dumb interceptions, took a safety that he shouldn't have, And this week he's going to bounce back and have a good game. And we're going to need him to. We need Jimmy to have a good game this week. I don't know if we're going to be able to rely on the running game if we don't have Elijah Mitchell. We've got Jeff Wilson Jr. who's dealing with a knee issue. We've got Jamichael Hasty, who is Jamichael Hasty. Like I like him as kind of like a jitterbug scat back. He's kind of more of like a receiving back than anything, Uh, but he's definitely not somebody that you're going to hand the ball to like 15, 20 times a game. Like you do not want to give the ball to Jamichael Hasty 15, 20 times a game. He's going to break a bone or tear a ligament or something or fumble the ball. You know, I just, I don't have as much trust in him. Uh, And then that leaves us with our other running back is recently signed to the practice squad, uh, Brian Hill, who played for the Falcons, I believe, uh, for a couple of years. I think he's been in the league for about three, two, three years now. Um, and he's solid. He's a little bit bigger, um, but he's, he's about 6'1", 215-ish, 220-ish, I think. So a little bit bigger, um, but he is kind of familiar with the system because he did play with the Falcons for a couple years uh, right around the time that Shanahan was right around the time after Shanahan left and they still use a lot of those same concepts so those are going to be our running backs is Jeff Wilson Jr. Jamichael Hasty, and Brian Hill I do not trust those three running backs just keeping it real uh Jeff Wilson, we've known, has on occasion had a random big game, but he also had knee in he had a big knee injury this offseason. He had to get it repaired. It took him a long time to get back. I think his I think it took him like eight or is eight or nine months before he was finally able to come back. And then after this game, it was bugging him a little bit, which is understandable. You know, you have a little bit of a flare up or irritation. So I don't know how much we can lean on Jeff Wilson. And again, Jamichael Hasty. And then what are you going to do? You're going to give the ball 20 times to a guy that you just signed on Tuesday. So unfortunately, as much as we need to lean on the run game, I don't know if we're going to be able to. I, I don't know if Shanahan is going to be able to lean on the run game, which means that we need a good game from Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, whether or not we have... Whether or not we have Debo, I think, is going to be a very big deal because we don't have Elijah Mitchell. If we had Elijah Mitchell, I wouldn't be as concerned because, again, like we saw last week, we were able to move the ball. 
if it wasn't for those two interceptions and the bad safety, like our offense was moving. You know, we almost tied the game at 30 at the end of the game. George Kittle put up 180 yards and two touchdowns. Jimmy threw for almost 300 yards last week. So we know we can move the ball, but if we don't have Elijah Mitchell and we don't have Debo, it's going to be very hard to depend on Jimmy to win through the passing game. But this is what we're going to have to do. So we're going to need Ayuk, Jennings, Kittle, and uh, Sherfield to have damn good games. This is a game where I, I don't really like it, but I think that we're going to have to pass a good bit. I would not be surprised if Jimmy threw the ball more than 30 times on Sunday. So I'm really hoping that Jimmy has a bounce back game because we're going to need it from him. Um, now, Another key that I put down was control the clock. And the reason why I say that is because this Bengals team, like they can score points. Now, one thing that we will want to keep an eye on is uh, the Burrow quarterback, Joe Burrow, his finger. Again, he had an injured pinky finger that he didn't practice pretty much all week until Friday. Now, the pinky finger, when you're gripping the football, It'll, it'll affect his accuracy. So we are going to need... It's going to affect his accuracy. So that's, that's another thing that I'm kind of getting to is one of my biggest concerns, honestly, is just our corners. Who's going to play corner? Like legitimately, like who is playing corner? Josh Norman? You know how I feel about Josh Norman. Josh Norman gets burned like 10 times a game. And then he punches out a football and then it's like, hey, that's cool. But maybe you shouldn't give up like three touchdowns in a game. Because like last week he gave up two touchdowns. He didn't even force a fumble. Like, yes, it is great that Josh Norman has forced seven fumbles. But he's probably given up like 15 touchdowns on the season. And we haven't even recovered all those fumbles. So I'm glad that he punches the football out occasionally. But dude, really? Like Josh Norman versus Jamar Chase and T. Higgins? What do you think is going to happen? I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. Is that Josh Norman is going to get burned... And then he's going to start grabbing and getting physical and get a defensive pass interference. And then who's going to be playing on the other side? Huh? Who is going to be playing corner two? It might be Dante Johnson, who's in a fourth string corner, realistically. Uh, He's better in the slot than he is on the outside, but he'll have to play outside. And that's if he's available. If he's not available, then it's either going to be Diamador Lenore Rookie fifth rounder, who we like, but got benched last week because he got burnt by uh, DK Metcalf. Or Ambry Thomas, who is also a rookie that we drafted in the third round. But apparently he's been so bad that he hasn't been able to even get on the field since week one. At least in terms of playing. So that's my biggest concern, honestly. I mean... 
we are going to need we are going to need a dominant defensive line because I do not trust our corners versus their running backs. So these are the keys. So number one, Jimmy needs to have a good game. He cannot turn the ball over. If Jimmy doesn't turn the ball over, doesn't throw interceptions, then we should be able to win. Another big key is our corners and our defensive line. Our corners, please, like, less than two defensive pass interferences because the Bengals, they like to air it out. Like, uh, I think I was reading a statistic that Joe Burrow has the most touchdowns on 20-yard passes out of any quarterback this season. So Joe Burrow is going to throw the ball. He's going to throw the ball 10, 15, 20, 30 yards downfield to his big, fast, physical receivers. And we're basically on our fourth and fifth string corners. That is not a good matchup. So I really hope that our defensive backs coach this week is really coaching up our DBs on not getting pass interferences and just just good technique overall because we are going to need just a uh, a disciplined game from the DBs. That's probably the best way that I can put it. It's just a, a disciplined, sound game from the defensive backs, and we're going to need our defensive line to dominate. Now, again, the good news is that while they like to pass the ball a lot, they are not very good on the offensive line. So if our defensive line can really dominate and then we can be opportunistic in terms of turnovers, if we can generate a couple turnovers, if we can get Joe Burrow to throw us an interception or two or to fumble a ball or two, and then Jimmy has a good game, then I can definitely see us winning this game. However, if it's the other way where our defensive line isn't able to get there fast enough and Joe Burrow is able to carve up our DBs and we're getting constant pass interference calls, it's going to be a rough day. And this team and the 49ers, both teams are kind of desperate because both of them are really fighting for the playoffs They believe that they have a chance to go for it and they've got talent and we've got talent on different in different areas. So where is their talent? They've got some really good receivers. They've got a good quarterback and they've got a solid defense that's opportunistic and fast. I would probably say on our side, we've got a really good run game. We've got a really good offensive scheme on our defense. We've got a really good front seven, but our weakness is corner. So it's, it's kind of weird because like our strengths match up with their weaknesses and vice versa. So it's going to be an interesting game. Um, I really don't know what's going to happen. I really hope that we win this game. Uh, I could see it going either way because Again, you know, I I watch the Bengals and they can put up points and they like to throw the ball. But Joe Burrow takes sacks and he throws interceptions. 
and their defense is just okay. I was looking at uh, some stats and uh, in terms of points, so points on the year, they are 10th in scoring points and they are also 10th in points allowed. However, their DVOA, uh, their team DVOA is actually only ranked about 19th or 20th. So whereas the 49ers scoring is ranked about 15th or 16th and the defense is also ranked in like the middle, our DVOA is significantly better. We're actually ranked uh, in the top 10 in uh, DVOA. So it's very interesting. And uh, I, I really don't know which way this is going to go. But I really hope we win. <laughs> I really hope we do. Um, so again, you know, they're, they're quarterback. They have a good passing game. They have good wide receivers. But they have a weak offensive line. We have a good defensive line. We have weak corners. They have good receivers. Their quarterback has a messed up finger. Maybe he's a little inaccurate. Maybe we get the pressure to him. Jimmy has a good game where he's able to you know, check it down, hit Kittle. If if we can have Kittle and IU go off again, and that's another person who needs to have a bounce back game, Jimmy and Ayuk. Ayuk had a bad game last week. He had three drops. We need Ayuk to step up this week. But if we can just get two of our receiving options, I won't say receivers, but receiving options, because Kittle's realistically our number one. If Kittle has another really good game, like I could realistically see where Kittle has 100 or 120 yards, Ayuk has like five catches for 80, and then we have like Jennings get three, maybe Sherfield gets one, and then we have a couple runs, but I'm not sure. And then Usechek catches a couple passes. If Jimmy is able to get the quick game going and just be like in rhythm and everything, it should be a good thing. Uh, and I think that's, I don't know what the plan is going to be, but that might be the best option just because again, like who's running the ball, like Jeff Wilson with a flared up knee, Jamichael hasty. Do you really want him doing it? Um, and their defensive line isn't great. Trey Hendrickson has been pretty good this year. Their defensive end that they sign. And they've got a decent interior. And again, they're they're okay at stopping the run. They're okay at rushing the passer. Their linebackers are okay. Ultimately, we need Jimmy to step up. And we need our defensive backs to step up. And we're going to have to, I think, win the turnover battle. If we can do those things, I think we can win this game. So um, I'm pretty much going to leave it at that. I'm not sure really what else I have to say after watching a couple of those games. Uh, but I did want to try and give you a preview of what we can expect. So let me know your thoughts. And other than that, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. I appreciate every single one of you, even if there's only about 30 of you listening. Uh, it makes me feel good knowing that uh, me rambling into this microphone a couple times a week is providing some entertainment for somebody. 
So anyways, have an awesome day. Have an awesome weekend. And as always, go Niners. <laughs>